Welcome to Single Minded. We are here to flip the script on being single, whether you're dating, not dating, dating yourself or just having fun. You are welcome here. I am your host, Hannah. And mom, you're back again this week. I haven't scared you off. No, you haven't. And now I know that I'm edited proficiently. All is good. I I love how you think that you can't change it once you've said it. I feel like Like I say something silly and it's out there, but no, (laughs) editing, brilliant. So on today's episode, I am talking to Audrey Clare. She is the founder of the website mywingwoman.com.au and she is a dating coach. And I actually had the idea, mom, of having a dating coach on early on because do you remember when dad had started looking into getting me a dating coach? I know, but, you know, from a man's point of view, he was looking up men. It's like who wants to go see, but, but I can see his point, a man giving you their point of view, but oh but, my goodness. But how embarrassing that my father thinks I need to go to a dating coach. Why on earth did he think I needed to do that? I have no idea. I just needed to start a dating podcast. Correct. Anyway, I actually learned a lot, like a lot. And the main thing that we spoke about was dating apps and how they've really changed the dating scene, the good, the bad, the ugly. Like I actually learned a lot. Like I've actually been using a lot of her tips If you have got swiping fatigue, you definitely should listen. But to start off the episode, mum and I are going to, well, mum is going to redo my dating app in the way that she would do it if she was on a dating app. Because clearly yours is not really working. (laughs) So let's see what Linda thinks about my Hinge profile and then we'll get her to update it. And I want you to give your reasoning as to what you're going to update it to. So the way Hinge works is there's three questions that you can choose from and there's like lots to choose from. Initially in my first, like my Hinge profile at the start of the year, these were my three questions. So let me know what you think. So the first question was, if loving this is wrong, I don't want to be right. And I wrote Kraft mac and cheese. Uh Then I'm weirdly attracted to Brad Pitt eating mac and cheese in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then the key to my heart was just a cheese emoji. So what do you think? That's too much cheese. Too much cheese. Okay. So then isolation started. I updated my profile to be a bit more witty and a bit more relevant. And I'm going to get you to read them as you go. So you just scroll through and then read out the questions and the answers. This year I really want to join the Mile High Club eat bar nuts, kiss strangers, travel the world, join the gym. Do you get it? Well, it's all the things you can't do at the moment. Oh, thank God, because someone, because guys were actually messaging me thinking I was dead serious. Oh, like Mile High Club, like thinking I was a was a bit slutty. (laughs) Do you think it's slutty? It doesn't really say much, does it? It's a bit of a joke. It's funny. It shows that you have a sense of humour. Is is. Is this a photo that's on with me and you? Yes. Was anyone asking about me? (laughs) I'll get to that in a sec. (laughs) I'll get to why that's in there in a sec. So now go to the next question. Worst idea I've ever had coming home from my last holiday. Okay. Well. All right, next one. And the next one is give me travel tips for Cremorne. Ha ha. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Nice red dress, Hannah. I like that. So we'll go through the photos in a second. All right. So what do you think of those answers? Do you think they should be more serious? I think so. Why? Uh, 
It just doesn't. It doesn't say who you are. It's just a bit of a joke. <laughs> yeah, but that's they. They need to know who you are. Like who? All like the, who am I? All the good things about <laughs> you. All right. Let's, what are they? I've go written on. them down. Oh my god! <laughs> it's not meant to be serious, but go. So if it was me, yeah. <laughs> Hannah. Yeah. I love my job. Oh my god. It's important. God. I love to talk. <laughs> Because realistically, if a guy wanted a quiet type, he will not get it with you. I think that you've been a vegetarian for 20 years. I think that says something to your commitment to the cause. Being a traveller is fine. I really think you have to admit to having the TV on all night whilst you sleep. Okay. All right. Um, I think walking half the Camino was a big achievement, which might appeal to a like-minded man. Man, You like backpacking. Yes. Something about being family orientated because you want the same thing oh, hopefully in someone. That's true. Okay. And I have put down fit-ish. <laughs> Not at the moment. Not at the yet. moment. And one other thing can get very loud during group board games oh. and may possibly get mad at your game partner. Yes. Yes. That's that's very true. So you actually think I should be honest. Yes. I'm not taking you seriously with the cheese <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> All right, Linda, let's go for your tips. So I reckon since you love your job, I think he should have a stable career. (laughs) But I can't write stable career. I reckon. Looking for someone who loves their Their job. job. Fine. And also they need to be family orientated as well. Family oriented. And a traveller. Fellow traveller. Yep. A good listener. Good listener. Oh, I can't write that. All right, fine. Not adverse to some beauty chat. Not adverse to some. Um, humorous. <laughs> humorous. Doesn't take no, himself. No, no, not humorous. Funny. Okay, funny. But I can't write funny because that means I think I'm funny. Okay, good sense of humor. Good sense of, oh, good one. Should I say like the Larry David kind? No, oh, okay. that's so much pressure. <laughs> okay, I like this. Yeah, yep. next. Doesn't take himself too seriously. Oh, no, we've run out of, sorry, we've run out of words. All right, so just really quickly, my answers are I'm looking for fellow traveller, good conversation, not adverse to some beauty chat, sense of humour, doesn't take life too seriously, calls your mum every day. Then we go into this year I really want to join the Mile High Club, eat barnacles. No, I don't like any of that. (laughs) All right. So what do you want me to change it to? So it's this year. No, no, no. We can change it to anything. Do you want me to do the- What about we'll get along if? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get along if you have a valid passport and a well-worn pair of- (gasps) Walking shoes or hiking boots or something. And a well and a pair of hiking boots. A well worn pair. <laughs> but mine are mine are well worn. You did half the Camino. <laughs> okay. Uh, and a well worn oh my god, I sound like a fucking lo- I sorry, but I sound a bit of like and then I've got give me travel trips for Cremorne. But you think yeah, I should no, tra- that's that's all right. Oh you like that. Unless they're a stalker and they'll come looking for you. Well I was getting so bored with the research. I mean, honestly, I feel sorry for you people having to find people on the internet. In our day, we had nothing, no phones, just had to you run just had into to people. just find people in the and street. And then you just made do with the person you ran into. <laughs> now, I know you didn't like my profile, but I had 45 likes in an hour. So on that on those yep. the words that you had that I yep. didn't like you about didn't the like cheats. Any, yep. No, really? no, 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 no. The the one before the Cremorne and stuff. Oh, so forty oh, the Mile High Club. Yep. Oh really? Uh, 40. But they're probably all dirt bags. <laughs> um, who says I'm not looking for a dirt bag? We're looking for someone real, genuine, 
chubby. Hey, chubby. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, let's stop it. Thank you so much for joining me, Audrey. You are from my wing woman. And I'd love, I want to get into how you actually got into this, but I really just wanted to start off by saying I had a really funny story. My dad about a year ago had said that he wanted to pay for me to go and see a dating coach. I must have had in my head what a dating coach does. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then it's really funny because a year later, here I am interviewing you for my dating podcast. And I think from what I could see with some of the dating websites that I saw. I really liked the way that you had said that. And I'd love to know how you got into this. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I I think everyone has probably a, a sort of an idea in their head about what a dating coach is. So I feel like just to pick up on your first point about there aren't that many dating coaches around in Australia. And I think that some people might have an idea of that in their head about what a dating coach does and the sorts of things that they're focused on. And I think no two dating coaches are the same, but you'll see if you, if you kind of Google a dating coach, you might come across a lot of dating tips and advice that are very focused on how you communicate externally and very kind of focused on lots mm-hmm. of little tips and advice about exactly what to text someone or like words that will drive guys mad and things like that. That's mm. what I describe as kind of tiny grains of sand in terms of how important they are in the grand scheme of things when it comes to your dating life because I actually find that how we communicate outwardly is, yeah, that's that's important and has a huge role in things, but it's also just as important how we're communicating with ourselves. And so my style of dating coaching is really working with the individual on a combination of mindset and communication skills and kind of really, really transforming how people think, feel and act in their dating life so they can feel a lot more confident and empowered and in charge. And often that's, that's kind of the root cause of a lot of, you know, issues that come up in dating. It's, it's all about how we're feeling in our dating life. So that's much more my focus. And I work with a lot of really smart, you know, successful women who have actually got their stuff together in pretty much every element of life. But when it comes to dating, you know, it can really, really rattle your confidence in ways that are kind of particularly challenging. And sometimes that has a lot to do with just not I guess, applying some of the skills and mindsets that you might be excellent at applying in other parts of your life, but not necessarily working through how to apply those in a dating context. So It's so true that you might have it really together. I probably feel that way, that I have it together in pretty much most other areas of my life. And I think as you get older, you then become more and more not bitter is not the right word, but you know what, you start to just like have less and less tolerance for it. And I think for me, I'm like, Oh, can't be bothered. It's that, uh, that's the mindset, I think, for me. Yeah, and totally. And that can become a bit of a habit after a while. Like it's that sort of thought process can become a bit of a habit that can sort of affect how you, you know, kind of what you take into your, your dating life for sure. So the topic of conversation today is dating apps. And I really want to know from you how you think dating apps, if they have, change dating and I kind of want to know the good the bad and the ugly oh my gosh I mean 
To say that dating apps have changed dating in the last 10 years or so would be the understatement of the century. Mm. (laughs) Um, I mean, I still remember when I first started helping people with their profiles, which at the time, about 10 years or so ago, I was helping people with their dating profiles as a hobby. And that's kind of, that was my entree, if you like, into what I do now. And I remember back then, 10 years ago, people would say if they met online, they would kind of whisper it or they would make up a story about how they actually met someone. And Yes, you know, like I remember to, those days. <laughs> and I feel like they, were, they weren't that long ago, right? Like I feel like that was even maybe mm. even five years ago that was the case. But in the last 10 years so much has changed and I think, you know, if we talk about the good, the bad and the ugly, I would say the good stuff is that dating apps are really, they've given us a really efficient way to get introduced to people well outside, you know, your usual social circle on scale, right? You know, and you can do that in a way Mm. that if you tried to do it in person one by one, it would take you a very, very long time. So for sure they've broadened, Mm. you know, everyone's social circle and that can be done in such an efficient way. I think it's also in many ways it can be a safer way to date if you're using the apps to their full advantage because obviously you can keep all the communication with someone on an app you don't have to exchange details necessarily yeah and clearly like on a positive note the dating apps are working in terms of they are a way that people are meeting long-term partners and in fact they've been the number one way that people have met their partners in Australia since 2011, if you can believe it. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, so they overtook the um, the second most popular way or most common way, which is meeting through someone that you know, like essentially being introduced through a friend mm. or a colleague or someone in your life. So they're incredibly popular and can obviously be effective for a lot of people, but there are downsides and I think you know, the way you said it, and I was like the bad and the ugly. There's definitely some stuff that mm-hmm. I see all the time that people wrestle with. And I think the the bad stuff is they definitely put a lot of pressure on how, you know, how you present yourself and communicate in a what can be a very foreign way because not everyone is a brilliant self-promoter and the apps mm. put a lot of pressure on that, you know, split second decision that people make swiping left or right and therefore how you're able to kind of represent yourself in a profile. And then beyond that, also how good you are over text, essentially. I think it puts a lot of pressure on those skills, which, you know, a few years ago wouldn't have mattered (laughs) if you had those skills or not. And then I think also another bad thing is that generally speaking, any form of social media, we tend to be a lot less present on than we are in person. And I think we take that attitude, you know, users of dating apps will take that attitude and that into their use of the apps. And so it can be hard to be as intentional in the conversations that you're having on dating apps and they can become super transactional and, you know, you can get quite lazy with mm. the conversations that you're having. Oh, yeah. Copy and paste. Yeah. Yeah. Or like this, <laughs> I've seen a lot yeah, of that. The spray and pray with the openers. <laughs> um, and I yep. think that that's, you know, I like to say that, you know, technology has changed so much in the last 10 years, but mm. humans, we as humans haven't changed to the same extent. And so, do we put the same value on a hello over text as we do a hello over a phone call? Well, no, we don't. They're different things. 
And so it's important that we, we kind of recognize that that human nature hasn't changed. And, and therefore, you know, if you are finding the apps a little bit transactional, it's kind of not to kind of personalize it and realize that, yeah, there are some things you can do to make the conversations a little bit more rewarding, but to a, a great extent, it's also the medium that's doing that. So I think that's kind of the good, the bad, the ugly. And, you know, on the ugliest end of things, that transactional nature, I think does make it quite hard for a lot of people to feel like there's, they're in this constant state of all these like micro rejections. And if you're yeah. not, yeah. And like, if you're not taking the right attitude in, that can lead to some of that fatigue and that kind of, you know, burnout that mm. we started to talk about earlier. Well, I was going to say, like, for me, probably the thing that worries me the most when I'm on the apps is I become, I become really judgmental. And then I start something that I don't do if I meet someone at a bar, which I'm in Melbourne at the moment, not going to happen anytime soon. But if I meet someone at a bar, it's about chemistry in person. And so I just wonder whether the apps, how do we find that chemistry without just relying on the way someone looks? I think to a huge extent, it's about being realistic about what you can pass judgment on via the apps. And I actually think, you know, that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make around dating apps is they're kind of not, they're making big judgments on very small amounts of information. And so Mm. like that question of like, how do we build chemistry on a dating app? Well, my answer to that is actually it's it's more about when you upgrade from the text chat to a phone call or to a video, mm. you know, virtual date or if you're allowed to, you know, an in-person date. So I think it's about kind of being realistic about using the app as it's really an introduction tool, yep. not a chemistry gauge. Yeah, I like I like and then on that phone call, so I don't think I've ever done a phone call or video chat prior to an in-person meeting. And then so what I find is that for lots of women I know, they really like to like cancel. Everyone's kind of cancelling last minute because you don't know the person. You, You haven't met through a friend. It's not a commitment that you have to keep. So do you recommend doing like a phone call or a video chat to sort of assess the vibe? A thousand percent, yes. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I want to, I I felt like, I feel like we need to have a little conversation about this, Anna. Yes. Um, It's not just me. I don't know. I don't know anyone that does video chats, maybe in COVID, yes. But most people I know will catch up for a drink and just take a chance. And that's probably why it's people don't keep dates because you don't know this person. Well, it's back to that transactional thing, right? You human nature yep. is I've only made a commitment to this person over text. I haven't upgraded beyond that. There's no, you know, richer connection yet. So it can for some people feel a bit more disposable in that way. Mm, but yep. there's a few reasons why I think that for sure, video, having a video date or a phone call is a great idea. And in many ways, one one piece of silver lining to come out of COVID is that like it's increased the acceptance of having a virtual date. You know, it's totally normalised it. Mm. Um, and that is a really healthy thing. I think it's one of the best things that could have happened to online dating. And you think about all of these major tech upgrades that happened to so many of the apps in the space of like <laughs> three or four months that probably should have happened even sooner in my view, because it's allowing, you know, upgrading to a video date on the app or having a phone call on the app is a great way of doing a number of things. Like firstly, 
you can get a much better gauge on whether you've got actual chemistry and whether there's some stuff there in Mm. common because you know, over text, you're making up so you're filling in so many gaps in your mind. It's very difficult to mm. know what's real and what's really just in your, you know, imagination. I think the other thing is when you upgrade from text to a suggestion of a virtual date or a phone call, boy, is that a good way to weed out disinterest. Mm. It's a lot easier, I think, to be flaky about an in-person date than it is about a virtual date because you're not asking for a whole lot. And if someone can't commit to a phone call, the chances of them committing to a relationship that's going to go for more than a a few days, I think is quite small. That's so interesting. One thing that I, uh, maybe this is just me, but I haven't found many guys on dating apps really saying, hey, I'm going to like, are you free at X time? Like, let's do a video chat. So do you recommend just go for it and say, hey, like what? how would you approach the – because it would be – it's nerve-wracking to like do a video chat at home when you're not used oh, to totally. it. Oh, totally. And, you know, I've heard from a, a number of clients that have told me that, you know, the first few times that they've done it, it is – it's understandably nerve-wracking. You haven't done it before. But just to pick up on that point about, you know, uh, waiting for him to ask mm. – a lot of the time, like the thing that can really stand out in your text conversation with a guy is your level of engagement in the chat. He's looking for signs. Is this woman engaged in this conversation with me? Mm-hmm. And so if you're holding mm-hmm. back, if you're kind of leaning back from the conversation and waiting for him to show a really obvious sign of interest, sometimes that never happens. And so there is, you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain by saying something like, hey, what do you say we upgrade this conversation to a, a video chat later this week? Yeah. You're kind of saying, you, you're being very deliberate. I like the word upgrade because it actually, it is what it is, right? You're saying, I want to upgrade this from an inferior text conversation to <laughs> a, a much richer medium, right? And he, if he's into it, if he's interested enough, he's kind of going ding, 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 ding. She wants to upgrade mm. <laughs> what we are now to something a little bit, a little bit more personal. And you also get to find out, you know, sometimes people are really flashy texters. You know, they mm. have really awesome banter, but when you get them on the phone or when you get them, you know, in a virtual video conversation um, like we're having right now, you find out you can read body language, you can pick up on little expressions that people make, you can hear tone of voice and, like, all of those things are huge Mm. factors in what can spark real-world chemistry. So, yeah, my tip would be don't wait for him to do it. If you're feeling it, once you've got rapport and you feel like, you know what, this this doesn't feel like it's going to be a total waste of time, I'm going to invest 20 minutes at some point this week having a phone call or a video chat with this guy. I really like how easy that sounds. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this goes back to the sort of swiping fatigue slash kind of like app burnout is something that I find that I do is there's too many conversations, there's too many people and it's just I get overwhelmed and then I'm just like I delete the app or I don't have enough bandwidth to really engage with so many people at once. 
Is that kind of a common feeling? And what what are your kind of tips for yeah, that? Yeah, it's oh my god, it's so common that I have a name for it. So oh, I, I love word, a name. <laughs> so your words are swiping fatigue, which is definitely a thing. You know, it's like that can happen within even just one session of online. You get you can even get a sore thumb. <laughs> but mm. from a broader perspective, I call it volcano syndrome, which is where you have short eruptive periods of intense online dating use Mm -hmm. followed by potentially months of dormancy. Yes. So, you know, go hard or go home for a few weeks, maybe if you're lucky a few months, Mm. and then you kind of burn out and delete the apps and give up and get, you know, quite demoralized by it all. So that is totally, (laughs) that's my definition of volcano syndrome. And the good news is it does have a remedy. And I think this comes back to, you know, what I started by saying about the focus on, you know, practical communication versus mindset. And this is one of those things where mindset is everything. And the a few things that can help with volcano syndrome in a more practical way are firstly, reminding yourself that the apps are a tool not a hobby. Mm. So if you're if they're becoming a hobby, and particularly if they're starting to feel like a full-time hobby, the chances are you're misusing them. And as part of that, it's really important that you're setting some boundaries and that you're the one controlling the app, not the other way around. And we see this with you know all kinds of social media. You know, you can start to feel like you might open Facebook and your intention was to say happy birthday to someone that you know. An hour and a half later, you're watching funny dog videos. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and the same sort of things, you know, the, that the same sort of thing will happen with dating apps. It might start with a quick swipe and then an hour and a half later, you're completely burnt out. You know, you're really demoralized. You haven't even had one quality conversation. So it's really important that you become more intentional with your use. And if that means that you set almost like diary time for yourself and when you're going to use the apps in a more intentional way and it might be half an hour at first, it might be an hour if you can manage that, but starting with less quality time and working out where your limits are is actually really key. And I I like to say that, you know, one hour of quality use in a week is better than 10 hours of kind of bitsy, unintentional use. Yeah. Because it really is like I talk about how you can see the apps as being either a treasure chest or a tool. And if you're viewing them as a treasure chest, it means that you're you're seeing them as something where all you need to do is open them and there's going to be gold in there. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case because, you know, you can be in there, could, there could be some fantastic people in there. But if your mindset's wrong and you're, you're not using it as what they're really intended to be, which is an introduction tool. Yeah, you totally. Kind of end mm. up with some really unrewarding outcomes, well, right? I think you. I think that you just expect that, and I'm so guilty of this. I expect them to know me already, and that they know I'm a catch, and so, but they know nothing about me, and so I just expect that they'll come to me and I don't have to do anything or put any effort in. So that's yeah. that's totally. It's like here's a treasure chest. I'm going to open it up and they're just going to come find well, And me. it doesn't work like that. But I really like what you said about it's not about the quantity. It's really about finding a couple of quality guys that you could do an upgrade 
<laughs> that you're comfortable then upgrading to like a video call. Yeah, and I think before that point, you won't get to the quality guys if you're not taking in a, a mindset that's about quality intentional use. Yeah, yeah. The way that translates is things like every single time I say hello, I'm going to say hello like I mean it. Mm, okay. That could be a game changer if you had a rule like, you know what, unless I've got the energy to say hello like I mean it, I'm not saying hello mm-hmm. yeah. because some of those little behaviours start to build up and before you know it, you know, you're kind of having lots of really unrewarding conversations and then before you know it, that's become a habit. You've got 20 that fizzle out rather than just getting one or two that could go, you know, to the next step. Something else I wanted to ask you about was, so on this podcast, my mum comes on for like the first sort of five minutes just to have a little chat about the topic. And so she she, <laughs> she she had a look at my Hinge profile and her feedback was, she's like, it's funny, but she's like, you're not showing your true self. So she thinks she rewrote one of my profile bio questions and made it about me with a little little bit of humor but it was just it was me being me or her being me (laughs) how important is it to be honest in your profile super important to be honest and I think that striking this balance between playfulness and sincerity Mm. there can be a really fine balance between coming across funny versus coming across guarded coming across super witty versus coming across super superficial. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a big trend towards like super witty, interesting, quirky profiles. And if your personality is witty and quirky, great, include some of that in your profile. But if you're trying to attract someone who maybe wants to see a little bit more substance, you've got to give them something that maybe says, I'm also willing to show you a bit of my real self. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that your profile, it's difficult because every app is different and they all have a slightly different take on how they're structuring the profiles. But even on something like Hinge, where you've got three prompts, and I know you were talking about Hinge, so to give (laughs) you that as an example, you've you've got three prompts, you know, experiment with having two slightly more witty responses that are still honest and one that's a little bit more sincere. Mm, I like that. You know, just kind of having that balance. And when you stand back from your profile, another really key thing is if you can imagine the type of person that you're looking to attract and if you've got a really clear idea about some of the basics about maybe their personality or their values, when that person is looking at your profile, would it resonate? Or is your profile trying to be perhaps too broad? You know, like I I say sometimes profiles like they're written almost as a resume to be a stand-up comic or a, (laughs) you know, running for general election and not for kind of just speaking to your person and your audience. Well, that's really interesting because how my my mum completely changed my profile and she did a lot of the things that I would never put on my day, like I've never thought to put on there, which was stuff like hiking that not many people know that I love to do and some of the adventure stuff I like to do. And so she's like, but that's the stuff that you want to do. So why are you trying to attract a party boy? Like she didn't. She didn't quite understand that. Yeah, t- 
Totally. And is that the kind of person that you would, would you like to meet someone who's physically active and likes being outdoors and stuff like that? Yeah, totally. I think that maybe if you'd asked me five years ago, I would have been like, nah, I want someone that's like going to go out. And, but now like that's, even though I'm not doing that all the time, that's what I would like to be doing more of with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's a great example of stuff you should, for sure, your mum is a very smart person. She's a very wise woman. <laughs> she actually did a really good, she did a really good job and she was very much like, but this isn't you. Well, she's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're just trying to be funny. So another question I had, which look, I think that when we talk about, and, and particularly you as a dating coach, you probably talk to a lot of women that are looking for long-term relationships at different points in your life. And I felt like this, sometimes you don't want a long-term thing. So does that change how you create your profile and interact with people on the apps? Or is it, you know, if you're looking for something that's a little bit more short-term or you don't, you don't have it in your head what you want yet, does that sort of change how you use dating apps? Look, I think that, so my answer to that question is yes and no. I think that firstly, it's important to remember that for some people, like your, your goals could be fluid as well. So you might have a goal of maybe just finding something casual, but then you find someone that, you know, really captures your heart and you can see yourself having a long-term relationship and vice versa, right? So people's goals and intentions that they take into, into dating can be quite fluid. But to answer your question, like, no, in terms of the profile. So I think, I don't know whether it really matters what you're looking for. It does really pay no matter whether you're looking for something casual or whether you're looking for something that could turn into a long-term relationship to really put that effort into your profile because at the end of the day is your first impression and you're wanting to make the best possible first impression with the right type of people and you're going to stand out for all the right reasons, you know, regardless of whether that's that intention is is more casual or a little bit more serious. I think where the difference might come in is potentially some of the questions and approach that you have in the text conversation. So if you were looking for something long-term and you get the sense that someone is only looking for something casual, or even if you're just at a point where you really do need to, you know, like you really do need to whittle down the number of people you're talking to and you want to make sure you're getting a little bit more efficient with how you're screening people on the apps, it might really pay to ask, what are you hoping to find on here? Or what are you looking for on here? Or essentially like qualifying, is this person I'm interacting with after the same things? And quite often, you know, when you get asked that question, it'll be because the other person already knows their answer and they're just wanting to clarify, you know, are you in the same space where you're open to something casual or are you in a space where you're also looking for a long-term relationship? So, that can be one of the most important differences. I think the how sort of how tight you get on, you know, qualifying who kind of does meet your standard for even something as simple as upgrading to a, a video chat. You know, if you're, if you're wanting to get really ruthless with who deserves um, your time and energy, some of those things can, can really help. I love that because I always probably think that if you're looking for something casual, you keep it casual. But yeah, and you're right, it could end up, you never know. I try not to go into these things with expectations. Like I probably used to go in into it with like every single person that you meet has to be like a potential long-term partner and I'm trying to like let that 
fall away because it doesn't help me at all because then you just go in with like enormous expectations and you start checking things off a list and swiping people off the list if they don't meet up to what you envision for yourself. Yeah, totally. I think though one thing that I would just to say there is that if you are, because I know a lot of your listeners will be, you know, women who are looking for something mm-hmm. long-term and that I think there can be this sense that men get really scared mm. off by a question like, what are you looking for, right? And that's just a story, you know, that you're telling yourself and I think it's really important that, yeah, there are elements that you want to go with the flow with, right? But there are some things, there are some standards that you might not want to go with the flow on. And if one of those for you is, you know what, he's not in a headspace where he's even remotely open to something that could be more, you know, more serious and that could turn into a long-term thing, that's a standard that you can assert simply by asking really basic, friendly, open, honest questions in the really early stages. So I think there's a balance Mm. of, women in particular that I, you know, that I work with and that I experience as, as you know, doing the work that I do have absorbed a message that sometimes is about being, you know, easy, breezy, casual, keep it really light and airy. And of course, you know, you don't want things to get super intense super quickly, but that doesn't mean that you don't have standards for who you're going to invest time and energy in. And I think that's a really important distinction. I really like that. So last question, if you were or are dating, I guess I, for myself, like if I could, I know I can't right now, but I do really love meeting people in real life, IRL. What would be your method for meeting someone, do you think? I liked how you said the dating apps were scalable. So that made me think like, yeah, you're right. Because the guy that you meet at the pub down the road, there's not that kind of scale that you were talking about. So what would you, what would you be choosing? Yeah. So I, so firstly, I, I have a long-term partner who I'm madly in love with. So I'm not on the apps at the moment, but what I would say is if I was single tomorrow, I would definitely embrace dating apps as one of the things that I was doing. I mean, right now it's, you know, I'm in Melbourne as well and we're all in lockdown. So I think that would be right now the only responsible way of getting introduced to new people. But I like to talk about there being four domains that you could meet people through and those four domains are through someone. So through someone you know or through a friend or family member, your neighbour, you know, someone who's already in your life introducing you to, you know, that person. There's the proactive domain, which is essentially where online dating fits in. Then you've got out and about, which is are those kind of, kind of like those meetings that you see happen in the movies. (laughs) I love those meetings. They don't happen often (laughs) enough, I can tell you that much. They don't happen very often. And I tell you what, it's totally overblown in terms of what percentage of people meet that way. I think it's like well under 10%. But a lot of people, I think, have this story in their mind that, you know, because they're not going to bars anymore, they've got no chance of meeting anyone. In reality, Mm. not that many people are meeting that way. And the final domain is through things you love. So, you know, in your case, like the hiking and the outdoor activities and things that you absolutely love, you know, eventually that would be a really viable way of maybe meeting people with similar interests and similar values around fitness and physical activity. And so for me, I'd probably sprinkle a little bit of time in at least three of those domains. And I think that really helps not have that sort of overblown perspective on online dating 
and realise that, you know, there are real humans out there. That aren't swiping left on my profile. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But I think it's also about having that kind of like loving attitude towards online dating in terms of if you're seeing it as, oh, you know, oh, such a compromise Mm. to meet someone this way, then everything about it will feel kind of a bit off. So it's, it's really important that you kind of take a really positive attitude into it and see it for what it is. And I think, you know, use it for its, its advantages. And as I said, I think it's huge advantage is just sheer efficiency and getting introduced to people, you know, well outside your social circle in a safer way. But yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. I would, I would definitely embrace the dating apps. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so, so much. That was so interesting. I didn't really know what to expect because I've never asked like an expert about dating apps before. So that was super interesting. Thank you so much. No worries at all, Hannah. It has been a pleasure to talk to you. Best of luck with that swiping fatigue. So, mum, you're back. Hi. Um, I <laughs> I learned a lot in that chat with Audrey, but we are checking in first with the challenge from last week, which was choosing my core values because then I because I think that'll help me. I actually think the core values is less about dating; it's actually more about your life. So, like it, it's more about like the life decisions that you make, less about the men that you date. I think that's probably more relevant. But anyway, do you want to hear mine? Absolutely. See if they align with mine. I think, okay, I don't think they they will. Which they should. They definitely won't. (laughs) They definitely won't. All right. So the first one is freedom. (laughs) So freedom is actually interesting because that was the one of the values that I spoke about with Mel in the last episode because I said to her how I talk to guys on first dates about how I want to move to Thailand and she was like well if that's one of your core values then you should definitely bring that up on a first date. So you don't mean freedom from a relationship you mean freedom from life in the same place really for me freedom is like you know nothing in my life will stop me from doing like I guess it's a little bit hard when you think about having kids but you know I don't want my job or a relationship to keep me stuck like I don't feel like I'm free to go and do something else wow okay I really don't agree with that (laughs) carry on okay number two is fun yes Yes, yeah, you got to have a bit of fun. Yeah, number three is well-being. Yes. So the reason well-being is on there is because I think your well-being should come above, like, you know, your job or like I think some people think their job is more important than their well-being, but for me well-being has to come above everything else. Your well-being comes first, even if you have to pay the rent. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> so, no. okay. The next is community. So I actually, that was kind of like because family was on there and then I kind of pulled all of that up into one, which was community because you know how friends and community like was a better word I thought than family. Good, good. And then the fifth one was creativity. Okay. How did you go? Mine are just so old school. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm sure they are. Let's hear it. I guess when I was thinking about core values, I was thinking in what I would be looking for in a partner rather than. I suppose my own core values. So, so I totally got the challenge wrong. But well, that's because you're codependent, probably, and so you're not separate. You're up. not separate from your partner. That is probably true. Uh, yes, so I I'm going to so. repeat what I said, which was loyalty. So I think yep. you know when I think of um, Hillary and Bill Clinton, I just can't get past <laughs> their lack of loyalty. So that's really important. 
someone or or me being reliable. I like reliable people. Yes. Honesty. Yes. Family. So similar to your community. We've got one. We've got one in common. We've got one. But you've said well-being and I've said hardworking. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. That is why. We are not aligned. We are not aligned, Mum. That is so true. This makes so much sense. Yeah. Although, wow. to be fair to you, Hannah, you are hardworking. <laughs> well, no, but well-being comes before yes, hard work. So I, I have not, I have not put that down. Well-being. <laughs> you don't need to. We're we're allowed to be different, Linda. That's, That's what's true. great about life is there's so many different people. I hope everyone has a bit more of an insight into my childhood. Yes, the days when you were sick, you had to go to school unless you were dying. Yes. You yes. just had to get on with it. <laughs> well-being came second. Mum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now on to the challenge for next week. So next week's challenge is Audrey had a really good tip, Mum, and it was I had never even thought of this, but she said dating apps are just a tool. Dating apps are not this silver bullet treasure chest. It's it's just a tool to introduce you to someone, just like a bar is a place that introduces you to someone. Mm-hmm. So she said, you've got to get off the apps as soon as possible. Really? Do the first intro, make sure you've got some chemistry, and then you need to, quote, upgrade to a video chat. So my challenge, my challenge for myself and for anyone else listening that wants to play along is I'm going to intentionally have a, I'm going to have an intentional conversation with someone on a dating app. And then I'm going to say, do you want to upgrade to a video chat? When you say upgrade, how do you even do that? On the app? You can do it on the app. You Ah, can video chat on the app. Yeah. Okay. Mum, get up with the program. Well, I've never been on a dating app. I know. And if you are also following on with the challenges, you may not want to follow along with every challenge, but if one takes you fancy, please send me a DM and let me know how you went. We want to share your experiences on here. So DM me on Instagram at Hannah First. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-F-U-R-S-T. And mum, the reason I have to spell that out is because whenever I say my last name is first, people are like, you get, you know what I mean? What a drag. (laughs) That's it from us. See you next week. If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. See you next week.